1: Hey everybody welcome to the Roto-Wire Fantasy Football podcast brought to you by Winbet. Jeff Erickson Chris Liss here. Uh it was been a it was kind of a weird stratified week 6. Uh there were a ton of blowouts but three overtime games and the London game was actually close and competitive. So, uh we'll go through all those. We'll, we'll talk about what, everything is affecting us. What's going on Chris? How are you doing?
2: Oh, good man. I thought the football was kind of crap this weekend yeah. uh you know, I survived in survivor survived in real life check survived in survivor check. so those are the most important things, yeah, but otherwise, you know the Giants wasn't really very enjoyable, and uh just a lot of you know weird weird games that weren't great, A couple bad beats, but yeah, i'm fine
1: okay okay yeah it there were there it was it was weird. Um, early window, there was well, there was one overtime game, the Carolina and uh Minnesota. Close doesn't necessarily equal good, though. This was it was kind of a sloppy game. Carolina's receivers were terrible, Sam Darnold was terrible, but you know, both DJ Moore and uh Robbie Anderson were just dropping like it was going out of style. It, it, it was really a sloppy game,
2: yeah. I didn't watch that much of it. I saw Darnold's stats, yeah, got into some debates on Twitter. Uh, because I always like to make Shocking. the joke that the, the Gettle Chad. Uh, made the right call drafting Barkley, you know, and people still like trying to act like, Oh, that was equal. No, if you draft Sam Darnold, the number three pick, you just gave away three years of your franchise. And we'll see if Carolina, how many years they gave away with that defense and those players. But you're saying that it wasn't just Darnold. It was the
1: whole offense. Yeah. The whole offense. I mean, Darnold was bad. Don't get me wrong. He, he he's a big part of that, but at the same time, it, it, it's also the defense. I mean, the receivers were terrible. Uh, the there are a lot of uh, different things there going on, but it was, it was kind of a sloppy game. I mean, Carolina's offense did nothing for three quarters. Then down 11, they get they string together two drives to tie that game. It was kind of a miracle that they got to go to uh, overtime in the first place there. Uh, but, you know, you know hey, it, sometimes it works out that way. But uh, I don't know. I, it was just kind of one of those games like this game really wasn't close. I was on the wrong side of this. I was way on the wrong side of Chargers. Baltimore. So really
2: was I, that one. you know, it's funny. There are a couple of games I wrote about this in the uh, observations, like the Raiders uh, Broncos were so obvious. You take the Raiders in retrospect, like that yeah. whole, the narrative. It's just like, Oh, the Raiders were a joke. Gruden, no, they didn't. It's not like Gruden quit on them. He got canned for something unrelated to, to their, the team performance. And it, you know, but there's this kind of narrative street. And like, it was just like, okay, well that's why you should have taken the Raiders it was obviously the right call. And I felt the same way about the Chargers. Even though I was on the Chargers, and I was on the wrong side, like it was so obvious the Chargers shouldn't be getting the full three. It was suspect. It's like one of those things where you're like, well, obviously I'm taking the Chargers getting the three. The Ravens defense is terrible, uh, yeah. but it was just one of those. It was just one of those made no sense uh, and by the other side of it type of things. I mean, the, the Ravens defense was really bad uh, through five weeks, and all of a sudden right. they just shut down one of the better offenses in the league.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was wild how that happened there. And I, I tend to think that, uh, you know, it's just, I, I, I we go out and talk about this all the time. When we see a line like that, what are we missing? And I was like that way with Carolina, too. And you were on, a, you were on how Carolina, I mean, how Darnold's so bad. Did you take Minnesota in this one? I
2: took Carolina because I made the line, uh, you know, I thought they'd be favored by more, but, you know, it was an overtime game. Um,
1: there's and, a couple of non-covers in overtime games.
2: Ah, uh, dude, broadcast. New England was a joke. I mean, that was yeah. really bad. I knew when they got the two-point conversion I was going to overtime and I was going to be in trouble. And then, so that, that was terrible. And then, but none of them went in my favor. Like, Miami didn't go in my favor. Um, New England didn't go in my favor. Carolina didn't go in my favor. It's like, I was 0-3 in overtime.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Oh, bad.
2: and, uh, and Pittsburgh-Seattle, 0-4 in overtime.
1: Yeah, because yeah, we needed more than the three, right? Um, if you are on the Pittsburgh side of things,
2: yeah, you, need, you needed a touchdown. And like, okay, like, you know, especially when you lose the coin flip, like, you're like, okay, well, I'm never going to cover um, as more than three point favorite if they get the ball second. But Dallas did. And I had New England. You know, I was like, okay, I'm good. New England got the ball. Like, all that needs a mm-hmm. field goal. Well, of course they scored a touchdown.
1: Of course they did. Uh, boy, I mean, what? The, yeah, P- that Pittsburgh Seattle game was just a punt fest. It was terrible. I mean, I was driving home and you know, I was toggling before, between that and the uh, baseball game. And, and I was like, okay, this commercial, I'll go over to football. Oh, getting ready to punt. <sighs> okay, back here. I mean, you know, and I you know, I got to do a lot of rewatching today just to catch up, for, make up for what I did. But, you know, it's funny, the afternoon window, those games were actually pretty compelling. I didn't listen to as much of Denver and the Raiders as I did to the other two games. You know, Arizona, that was a, kind of a beat me down against Cleveland, but it was yet interesting listening to the Cleveland broadcasters talking about this. Man, we just can't afford another three and out here. Arizona's just moving it on us too early, and, and they were complaining about the refs a lot. But early on, uh, Arizona had a couple drives extended by penalties and like well, late and they flags got a, and things like well,
2: that. But the Browns got a hail mary to score one of their touchdowns, right? And then also, like, I guess I didn't realize this. I knew Wills was out, but I think they lost Conklin or their other tackle also. Yeah. And of course, they were out ch- without Chubs. They were really and down a lost bunch of guys
1: Hunt eventually, and then
2: right. Yeah. And they just and but also like Baker's playing. I don't know with that, how much that shoulder is. I was, he had the worst fumble I've ever seen. He scrambled and was like, just get rid of it. And he just kind of was negligent, like in traffic, like just dropped it. And then went stayed down, pretending like he was hurt. And I was like, man, a real man after a fumble that bad, doesn't fake an injury. He fakes his own death because it's so, (laughs) uh, disreputable to have that fumble. But apparently he did, you know, re, uh, re dislocate his shoulder, his left shoulder. And, but Baker Mayfield's just not good right now. And it's just, the Browns are just a weird team. I, I've been uh, betting against them all year and getting it wrong. And then finally I took them and I got it wrong again.
1: OBJ was in and out of that game. Um, that was another thing that was, they were dealing with there too. Uh, yeah, they, they were just, they were all out of sorts in this one here. And they played Thursday night against Denver, another team that's out of sorts all of a sudden.
2: Yeah, Denver, they played the Giants, Jets, and Jaguars. They were 3-0. and And it was like, oh, Denver, Teddy Bridgewater, he's pretty good. And uh, we know Teddy Bridgewater is just a guy. He's like a good backup. Um, he's not the guy you want as your starter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's better than Drew Locke. So that was like an upgrade. But um, yeah, I think they got kind of exposed. And the Raiders are a better team. The Raiders have a better offense. You know, their defense isn't that bad. So they're the better yeah. team.
1: But the ba- but- Raiders offense the last two weeks had been exposed. You know, they gotten shut down by the Bears and the Chargers. And we're like, okay, that Derek Carr thing, that was fun. That was cute. Uh, and Denver's a legit defense. I thought, and I still believe, I still think Denver has a pretty decent defense, but they were getting crushed.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, uh, that the, that the Raiders like Gruden, even though I think Gruden did some good things, I think he they needed an update, uh, with the offense. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like they, they weren't really getting, uh, you know, I didn't get Kenyon Drake involved. It was just like a kind of got a little predictable. And I think they did some things this week that, uh, was, uh, you know, that was a little more creative. So I, I thought the offense was actually better. And sometimes you need like a new set of eyes on things.
1: Yeah, you, you do. Um, let's talk about our respective teams. Uh, both were blowouts. Uh, you know, I, I was surprised at the extent of the blowout in the Rams-Giants. I thought, okay, you've got, uh, you know, Jones is playing. It'll, that'll keep it competitive at least. But the surprising part was how easily the Rams moved the ball.
2: Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, um, Leonard Williams got to Stafford a couple times. They, their defense was okay, but um, they, yeah, I mean, it was just the Giants. It was just the, I, I knew it, you know. I, I just I predicted 30, 33 to nine. Although I thought Glennon was going to be the QB, but you had a it was Danny Dimes playing like Glennon or playing yeah, like Dan, Danny Dimes twenty twenty where he's turning it over a lot. And then when you, the Giants defense is okay, but it's not great. And when you leave them on the field a lot, um, they start to fall apart. And so um, Cooper Cup was like open all day and uh, just the turnovers and short fields. It just, they, I, I stopped watching and I just, I had Leonard Williams. I picked the open steak, which was good because I had uh, Nick Bosa on by and uh, Leonard Williams delivered and I had uh, cup and Stafford going. So it wasn't the worst thing in the world. And I did not, we were going to use the, I thought about using the Rams and survivor. And I didn't, um, but yeah, it was, it was a hard, it was a hard game to watch.
1: It was, it was, uh, Kadarius Tony got hurt on the first drive after getting three catches or that was on.
2: super annoying. I had him in like three or four leagues active. So that was tough.
1: And honestly, that was a big, That's kind of a big injury with all the injuries. No Galladay yesterday. No Shepard
2: Slayton. Playing. Yeah. No Slayton. So it was all Shepard they only had Shepard. less than a
1: hundred percent. Yeah. That's
2: all they had was Shepard too. So, it it that was bad, and I, I want to see how hurt he is. But Tony is like Odell Beckham. Like, is he came in was a hurt for a couple of days, didn't have a big role, and then just got 189 yards in less than a full game, and three for 36 right off the right out of the gate, and he's hurt again. But he seems like he's, you know, he may be one of the best receivers in the last couple of years if if he, he's got to stay healthy, obviously.
1: Yeah, he looked awesome against the Saints and the Cowboys, and yeah, you know that was their first. That, that he got, you know, they were driving on that first drive. Uh yeah. that's where they got their their points and then they got on the like their last drive. <laughs> but you
2: can't you can't lose by 30 and be like, "But but for this rookie receiver, we would have of course. would have been a good game, you know." I they got their ass kicked. I it's just you know, it's a weird team because like I feel like the parts are not that bad. Like they get Andrew Thomas and they've got Barkley and they got the full receiving core with Galladay and, and Tony um and the defense isn't that bad. It's just like I feel like they're okay, but Right. The problem is Jones is just okay, and it even's just okay. And if they're missing something, um, they just easily fall apart. So they're they're not that far from being good. They're just they're still not good, you know.
1: Right, that's right. There's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire: it's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks! I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is the exclusive sponsor for WinBet uh, for RotoWire's Fantasy Podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, moneyline bets, boosted parlays, over/unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your finger at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states: Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. While rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire wire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's Fantasy Fancy Podcast. Jeff Erickson, Chris Liss here. We are breaking down week uh, Week six. Bengals-Lions was not much of a game. Lions were kind of a joke offensively in this one here. In fact, there's like 27-0 nothing. And in the fourth quarter and the Lions settle for a field goal, just like in the Lions, the announcer was like, no, we just need to get something positive, get some points on the board. It's like, it was such a surrender field goal. It was so sad.
2: It was a nutless field goal. Just try to score a touchdown. Don't do that. Those moral victories are moral losses because you're admitting you need a moral victory, right? Only a totally broken team needs a moral victory. So if you try to get a moral victory, it ironically becomes the opposite. It's a moral defeat. So go and score a touchdown. And if you get the touchdown, taking the risk that you get shut out, then, you know, then you can feel good about that. But the Bengals were the better team. I should have made that my best bet. I made the Titans my best bet. We'll see tonight. But that was just like, if, like I had it exactly three and a half. And then you just looked at it a little more and you're like, no, this is the Bengals are definitely the right bet because the Lions should have kept it close against better teams than the Bengals. And yet it was just the right bet. And I just, and so, uh, and Dalton, we knew it was the right bet because he had the Lions and immediately knew it was the wrong bet. And yeah. sometimes that's better than feeling good about it, like feeling something. And then after you commit to it, being like, oh, that's just wrong. That sometimes is like the real tip off of what's right.
1: Right. Well, if you have that, then you can act on that too. Then just turn yeah. around and like leverage that a little bit, but then, then you can be wrong on both sides of it. But I guess, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Bengals, uh, I mean, they, 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 they got to sub out Joe Burrow just because they were ahead so much. And then Brandon Allen let him on scores. I mean, it was just one of those sort of games. It was kind of crazy how easy it was for them. Uh, but yeah, we'll take it.
2: As I said, the lions were a strong 0 and 5, and now they're an average, a little above average 0 and 6.
1: Yeah. You know, who's not winless anymore is Jacksonville with that yeah. weird field goal, uh, Matthew ah. Wright hitting that weird one to tie the game where it looked like it was just going to drift outside and then curved in at the last second. You know, this is a team that had no field goals going into the season. And you know, they went by kicking these long ones. Kind of
2: crazy. No, that was one of the craziest things I've seen in all of sports. He just shanked it, just straight shanked it. As soon, as soon as it came off his foot, you're like, oh, okay, that's a miss. And then somehow it went back in. You never see that. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just not seen. It's just not done. Um, and it was a miracle from 54, no less. I mean, that was just a, a miracle for them. I had the Dolphins minus three and a half, so I was hoping it went in to go to overtime. Of course, it didn't do many favors in overtime. The Dolphins are just bad. I do think Tua is better than um Brissett, uh he can throw a little bit further down the field he's not got a great arm but he's got a little bit and then Gasecki looked really good um so that was something james robinson just doesn't go down on contact he just is always maybe it's the dolphins weak tacklers but he just i I kept being like dude just you've got him just take him down but they would like he'd like run into them and then he just like back up and twist and be like five six yards down the field i'm like now they've got second and four it should have been second and nine but you just cannot you cannot always give up an extra four yards every time you've got the guy in your in your clutches you gotta you gotta take him out and they just couldn't do it
1: yeah that's right um and it was kind of a weird game because you know well it's it's, first of all it's those two teams automatically make it weird london game you know just eh, teams but uh you know what uh miami i i they got to do. I mean, I, I didn't think I didn't have a problem by the way with Miami going for it on that fourth one. Uh, maybe the play call itself was pretty bad, but I mean, you've lost four in a row now, now five. But you're not gonna, you don't play for a tie, you don't play the conservative thing against Jacksonville. It didn't work no, out, no. but going for it was the right call.
2: Yeah, tying against Jacksonville, there's no, there's no uh pride in that, that you, you have to beat Jacksonville if you can. They had to won a game in like 20 games or something,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you, you take your chances on that. Uh so but uh yeah, you know, Miami they chose they asked not to have the buy after the London game. Now what do you do? I mean, they're kinda they've lost five in a row. They're they're I mean, done. Just
2: tear it to pieces, you know. Anybody sell everything. They already did that before, you know. They they traded Tunzel for some picks and they they were selling everything that wasn't tied down. Minka Fitzpatrick, they got rid of and he's a good player. They need to keep getting rid of uh, you know. They, they just need to, like, I don't know what they, else they have, but it's, like, they're, you know, they're. they're it's already 2022 for them. I mean, same yeah. with the Giants, they're not, you know, like, I'm one to talk, but.
1: Yeah. They, Waddle looked good, at least. I mean, that was. But he didn't look great.
2: He didn't. Do, I mean, the, the depth of target is so low that it's, like, only Gusecki really made plays. Like, Waddle was just catching these, like, three-yard outs.
1: Yeah. that That's true. I mean, that's all the problem is. They don't have the downfield game. You're right about that.
2: Well, the, the, you know, Tua has more of a chance than Percet, but it's still not great. Yeah. And they don't run it well. They don't stop the run. They were missing their two top corners. It's just like it's a bottom. It's a doormat. You know, some teams are doormats. Like the Dolphins are a doormat. Like the football team is a doormat. Like they didn't, nec- didn't think would be doormats.
1: Yeah, uh, that's right. Um, and th- they're, they're, their defense was supposed to be strong. You know, we're like, oh, yeah, let's go get the Washington defense. That pass rush looked great. Well, they've got two really good players, but the secondary has been a huge disappointment. Uh, you know, William Jackson was supposed to be a big addition, and he hasn't been. I think that that's a big part of it there, too. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, I was seeing a, a tweet come across about how the Packers' schedule is about to get really tough, and they listed the football team as the first team in that tough schedule. And, yes, they were, it was a close game for a while. They were actually ahead of the Chiefs, but nah, they're not that good. Washington is really a bad team.
2: Yeah, they're bad. And their defense is bad. Their offense is bad. Heineke, I thought might give them a spark because he's younger. He's not that young, but you know, younger right. than Fitzpatrick. And he just hasn't, you know, and and Antonio Gibson's been banged up a little bit. And uh the defense is really what's disappointing. We thought like, you know, they would be a good defense and maybe mm-hmm. they'd run the ball and like if they had some creativity and mobility at quarterback, it could help. But when you're a bad defense and now the offense has to like actually Put you on its back and it's that offense you got real problems and they're bad the giants should have beat them you know they just screwed up that field goal um they jumped off sides on a field goal they would have won right and besides you know and atlanta could have beat them and those are the only two wins they could easily be zero six right now
1: i agree absolutely um and i think that's that's an interesting takeaway uh that said this the Chiefs should have won by more i mean they had two deep red zone turnovers one tyree kill ball slipped right through his hands the other Mahomes did went when he, he he was trying to evade a sack and just did a tried to pull a Mahomes thing and instead couldn't get it off and uh, just just tossed it up in the air, basically. Uh, and so that was one of those where you're like, oh, come on, you know, let, let, let's it, it wasn't it wasn't great. So, yeah, but, you know, they were driving. They should have had a lot more points early on there. Um, you know, I, I think that they're. The, the, I mean, the football team's just not that great, and you know they're 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 you know Gibson was banged up. It was more McKissick than Gibson. That that shin splint or the, the shin microfracture is going to be an issue every single week. You see him limping or hobbling around like that. Wouldn't be a surprise at some point they just shut him down.
2: Yeah, it's funny how much damage. Like McCaffrey's now at an extra three weeks. Gibson's banged up and gimpy. Cook came back had a big workload, but he missed two weeks. Barkley's out for who, who knows how long like a lot of these first round running backs have taken a beating uh, early on CEH second round running back out on IR Montgomery third round running back it's already you know we're only in week six and like half of the top you know 15 running backs are have suffered um, but uh, but yeah um, I yeah Gibson doesn't look right and the team doesn't look right and you know with the running back you, you hope that you have a guy you know with the the game flow that works, especially with McKissick playing third downs, right? So like now he needs game flow, and they're not getting the right game flow. And uh, Gibson looks like it's not going to be, you know, it, it's it looks like it's not going to be a good pick, you know, like it's it's hard to see that one turning around.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, I agree on that one there. So uh, we'll see how much uh, that changes uh, when they uh, kind of go about things here, and uh, you know th- th- whether they uh, can go out and get another wide receiver to kind of complement McLaurin. Samuel keeps getting hurt. I saw people are like trying to get on Deandre Carter last week. That was a big bust. Um, I don't know. It's just, it, it, they're, they're just a mess right now.
2: Yeah. Crap All right. Team. Let's move.
1: Enough said about them. Let's move on to another one here. Uh, you you let off with uh, your, your cover photo on your observations article is Jonathan Taylor. That was a weird game at halftime. I was tilting. I think he had one, one carry at halftime.
2: Two carries but, at halftime. And also yeah. Wentz was super annoying because Wentz is he's played a little better, but he he had a couple bombs. He had one touchdown to Paris Campbell. Then he had another bomb to T.Y. Hilton. And so he was like, oh, look at this. I can do this. And there are a couple of plays, it seemed like Taylor was just wide open in the flat for a check down. And he held it. He held it. He got sacked. I'm like, dude, check that thing down. You're not Patrick Mahomes. Right. You need to use the check down. You are not that good. Like, check it down. And he wouldn't do it. And then the second half, Taylor busts that eighty-something-yard run. Then gets three goal-line carry scores on the third. Uh, scores another late touchdown. And he only got like fourteen or fifteen carries, but and one catch. But I mean, it just seems like the Colts have to know, like this is this is the guy. This is the guy we rode last year. And this is the guy that you know that needs to get the ball a lot if we want to, you know, catch the Titans and make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, and. I, well, they, they've got a They've got the the schedule lined up. They're playing, they're in the, the meat of their easy yeah. easy part of their schedule. Yeah. They took care of business yesterday. Uh, T. Y. Hilton came back, but then he got hurt a little bit. I'm a little uh, so we'll check that out to see what happens with him. Uh, you know that that it changes things. It, it hurt Pittman. It definitely hurt Zach Pascal. Uh, but he, Hilton did injure his quad, so something to watch there. Uh, it came in the second half there did uh and then paris campbell also got foot uh got hurt uh with a foot injury so they they face san francisco this upcoming week that'll be uh, one to watch for sure
2: yeah it'd be interesting if they could run on them although the san francisco's defense is not as good this year as it was a couple of years ago um last year they were hurt a lot but i just got to give them the ball and their offensive line and quentin nelson still out um but the but you know, it doesn't they just need to give him a little space, a little room. Cause as you saw with that 80-yard run, once he gets going, he's like a four-three nine. And those guys that are 230 pounds at 4'39, sometimes like like Leonard Fournette was like a four-five something. Yeah. But um, but given his size, when you get about 50, 60 yards down the field, he had like 21 miles an hour that year, and he was the fastest guy. And I kind of think those big guys, like they may not get up to speed as quickly as you know, maybe Deshaun Jackson, but when they're at their top speed. They're just as fast and this guy he's motoring when he's at full speed. So uh, just I think they'll get him the ball. I, I'd like to see them check down a little bit more. Um, we'll see what Frank Reich does, but it, it just seemed like they left some check downs on the table yesterday.
1: Yeah, but they are designing pass plays to him though. So that that on the they design one
2: that, yeah. but much better, especially because Heinz comes in on third downs a lot is just, you know, take the check down like you're not Lamar Jackson. You're not Kyler Murray. You know, when 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 things break down and, and people are covered, just dump it to the guy who's got the four, three, nine wheels and breaks tackles. Like, right. Don't, you know, once, once isn't split in the atom, I don't think, you know, but it doesn't take that much to just check it
1: down. Right. That's right. Um, on the, on the Houston side of things, not much to say about them. There's just, you know, Davis Mills looked good in that one game in the last, couple of weeks of just our last three weeks actually have been unrelenting pain no, I,
2: I watched that game because i had him in survivor and mills actually looked pretty good in the first half he's making every throw
1: uh-huh.
2: um but all they can do is dink and dunk like they, he's just running these outs and they go on fourth down sometimes so it's hard to stop a team that's running these like outs and has like brandon cooks and quick receivers and yeah um who's that other rookie guy nico collins was making some plays yeah he so came back this week th- yeah, they right. looked like they looked all right but then um there are a couple things happened. There was like a turnover. They got behind uh 17 three and then it was 24 to three after the Taylor run and the touchdown. And then they had the ball like in the third quarter with like, you know, four minutes left in the third quarter and they're doing this dink and dunk, run it dink and dunk. And I'm like a oh, great job of killing clock up 21 to, down 21 to three. Right, they only right. had one mode. They had, Like their offense. You think, oh, this is kind of a smart offense with the rookie QB and not a great team. But then you realize that's all they had. There was nothing they could do once they were behind. And, um, but it was survive. weird
1: because last week against the Pats, they were throwing downfield a lot. You know, they Chris didn't Moore really. Chris Conley were like, take, you know, making it, plays.
2: It was mostly they got, they converted a bunch of fourth downs and they just had mm-hmm. these long drives. Um, and that's actually good. You keep the other team's defense on the field the whole game. I mean, it was working and it was happening in the first half, but they, it was like literally that one of the touchdowns to, uh, Chris Moore was like it was only like a 25 yard pass, but it was like just over the defender and dropped right into the guy and the defender fell. And There's no one behind him. So it became a long pass. Another one to Chris Conley was like similar. It was just like uncanny how the defenders like just fell away when those right. things were completed. Um, they, they just don't have any sort of downfield game. And we'll see when Tyrod Taylor comes back. But they are they are the worst team in the NFL still.
1: Yeah, they are. Uh, they are. And you're right about that. Uh, we'll talk a little Bears Packers. But first note from our friends at Yahoo, the new NFL season is underway and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being Shark Free. To celebrate the beginning of football season and Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming Shark Free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo has a $1 million DFS football contest live. The $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000, and an entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sportsyahoocom slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. All right, so Aaron Jones taunted the Bear, uh, Aaron, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers taunted the Bears fans, claiming "I own you" after running for a touchdown late in that game. This was actually kind of a competitive game until the late tu- uh, rushing touchdown. But the Bears, let's really, to be honest, though, the Bears' offense still looks pretty terrible. Uh, Justin Fields really hasn't gotten untracked yet
2: yeah um he just doesn't look good and the ghetto Chad, of course um fleeced him getting not only tony but a first a fourth and a fifth for next year imagine that for for that pick he got all of that he got a you got a guy who should have gone 11th which is tony and three other picks for next year even maybe after his tenure is over what a chad the ghetto Chad is um <laughs> Yeah, the Rod- the Rogers thing was was funny, and and I found this Reddit thing. It was this guy spread a tweeted this, right. and there's a there's a Bears fan on Reddit, um, uh, and the and it's labeled LAM LMAO, laugh my ass off. I still own you, go Pat, go. And the quote is, "It's one thing to see as a fan to see Aaron Rodgers saunter into the end zone to score the game sealing touchdown with his own two hands. It's what he's been doing for literally my entire life as a Bears fan, and sometimes it just be like that. But to hear him stare at the crowd." Stare the crowd down and yell, I own you. I still own you. Crush my soul to a new level. It served as a reminder that Aaron Rodgers isn't just an idea. He's a real human being that comes into our city once a year and F's my shit up. Aaron Rodgers is the boogeyman, and I fully expect him to be there when I die, staring into my eyes, smiling softly. I own you. So he's really, uh, he he, he, he expects to see Aaron Rodgers face at his death, you know? Um that's where it's gotten to. So uh they they asked Rogers at, at the end of the game, and obviously Rogers like it's pretty like talking about taunting's a fifteen yard penalty. I mean, what's that? Um yeah. he said, I don't know. That just you know, in the height of the moment, something just came over me, you know. He's like he just dissociated. He's like, I just some
1: woman was yelling at him, so he just yeah. kind of turned that around on him. Yeah, uh,
2: something, yeah. Funny. But yeah, they they do own them though, and um one of the few bets I got right that was it just seemed obvious to me the Packers are gonna win that and And the Bears, yeah, Justin Fields just hasn't shown really anything. You know, like what, like why would you have any hope if you uh, were the Bears for Justin Fields?
1: You know, um, it's a good question. Accept it. Maybe just hope over time. It's kind of like the Dolphins and Tua, right? You know, that there's there's some concern. There's a reason. You know, maybe there's a reason why some teams passed on him. I don't know. We might also be jumping the gun on this. I don't know. It might just be that, you know, you take your rookie lumps. uh, He was kind of a you know, a, a project in college too. So maybe it just takes more time for him to adjust to the NFL and he'll, he'll get there. Uh, you always like the guy with mobility. Now Jalen hurts is a good fancy quarterback. I'm not convinced he's a good NFL quarterback just yet. Uh, he did not
2: know. look good against the bucks. Uh, he no. looked sloppy again and uh, they have a good pass rush, but he just, he made some really nice throws on the run against the Bucks. Like he made some rollouts or he really made some nice throws, but just in the pocket it's late. His timing's off. He's missing open guys that, you know, he's thrown to the wrong guy. I Yeah. I mean, you know, he was a second round pick, so he was more of a, you know, he was less of a sure thing, but um, it's possible he ends up being really good or Fields ends up being really good. But um, I mean, coaching's part of it. Nobody in Chicago ever becomes a great quarterback pretty much like, right. It, it just the best quarterback they ever had is who Jay Cutler. I mean, you know, I don't know, you know, who's the best quarter, you know, so it's, Fields, yeah, I'm very bearish. Usually a guy shows something, right? Like usually, like Mac Jones, right? He threw that pick six in the Dallas game. Next play, he drops a ball in perfectly to Kendrick Bourne for a touchdown. Uh, burns Trayvon Diggs he, you know, on the same route. you know, Makes him think he's going to jump it again and, and burns it. Right. I thought that was pretty good. I, that doesn't mean he's going to be a great quarterback. He's just, he seems okay. But he shows something, right? Trey Lance, the mobility just looks fantastic. He's obviously very raw, but he showed something to me. And then... Um, I haven't seen much good from Zach Wilson, to be honest. Uh, I've, I've seen flashes from Trevor Lawrence as being good. Um, but yeah, I I think like, usually you see something within a few games. You don't, usually the guy's not just completely, uh, overmatched when, when he ends up being good. I mean, Hertz looked good right away for three games last year.
1: Yeah, he did. Uh, although even then, like the Dallas game last year got his production but he also had the, some soul-killing turnovers there and yeah. you, you could still see some of that but that was like his
2: thing. first or second game you know yeah. he was like after last year like hurts could be the future like he showed enough um i I, these guys are showing nothing they're showing nothing like Fields shows no reason to think that he's going to be great. Right. now again it's still very early and he didn't start at the beginning of the year so maybe maybe he will end up being good but it's just usually you see like golf, nothing in his rookie year, nothing. And then he's in that perfect system. And everyone's like, wow, golf went from like a guy who's a total failed prospect to maybe this guy should have been the number one pick. But in yeah. the end, uh-huh,
1: it's Jeff Fisher's fault. Yes.
2: Yeah. Jeff- it was Jeff, just like it was Adam Gaze's fault with, with Darnold after two games. Right, right. I, I think, but what we found out with golf was, and, and I kind of think like that year that he was just showed absolutely nothing in a terrible system with the bat with bad coaching and bad players around him. That was enough to say, like this guy's probably not going to be a great quarterback. And it's it's very rare that a guy gets through a whole year. As I said, we talked about Burrow, no offensive line last year, still showed something. Yeah. You know, Herbert showed something. Mahomes showed it right away. The, the great ones, Deshaun Watson, right away. I mean, the really Cam Newton was good right away. You know, even yeah. Andy Dalton was decent right away. Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, all these guys were good pretty quickly. And when you show nothing, I think a mixed bag, like where you're good, uh, you know, have some good and bad and make some mistakes, but there's something there like Daniel Jones was a mixed bag. He wasn't bad, Um, but
1: I think he's bad.
2: Well, he might be bad, but his rookie year, he was actually pretty good. Like he had a good rookie year and you know, I'm talking about guys who don't even do what Daniel Jones did as a rookie, you know, and with, you know, so
1: yeah, they might, they look more like Josh Rosen. Yeah, And that that's the problem. Right. There. And
2: yeah. then Josh Rosen still not really, you know, he's hanging on barely to a, a spot in the league. So,
1: yeah, I, I don't know. And I don't know what's going to happen with fields, but it, it's really depressing if you have Alan. Don't Robinson talk
2: Yang right. about Dan, Danny Dimes like that, Jeff. I don't
1: like that. Danny Dimes is horrible. yesterday. He was, dude. Bad yesterday. He was, he was so bad, bad. Yeah. Um, but he, he had help for sure. But yeah. Uh, I, I I'm, yeah, Robinson, I'm pretty bummed out about because it just crushes him. Just crushes him. He got like three late catches. Hey, got over 50 yards. Yay. Really? We're getting excited about 50 yards now? I mean, come I mean, on. That's not what we paid for.
2: I heard all the hype about this rookie class. And I thought, okay, yeah, Robinson's going to get an upgrade. He's going to get Dalton, who's not that bad, better than Trubisky and Foles. And then if if Fields takes over, well, he's one of the hyped, you know, it could have been number three pick. People are talking about him. Number two, number three. Um, this is a hype rookie class. This guy's going to be good. And I really thought a healthy Allen Robinson could not fail because I thought it's going to be at least as good as last year, where he caught 95 passes or whatever, and it'll probably be better. Good chance it's better, and he's just a really good player in the late prime. He's going to be a monster, and I just could not foresee the passing game being this inept.
1: Right, exactly. Um, I, I, it's just it's it's hard to fathom how bad it is, and we haven't even gotten cold weather yet. That's the thing yeah. that's crazy. Can't well, even what- blame it on the weather.
2: It's interesting, like, you know, Trubisky was a bust, right? And then Foles came in, and Foles had been, I guess he was pretty terrible in Jacksonville, though, the year before. But Foles had been good, you know, in certain stops. And I wonder how much Chicago is just an impossible place to play quarterback at, where, like, almost nobody is really good. You know, I mean, even Aaron Rodgers beats them all the time, but it's not like he lit it up. It's just, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. He has lit it up there, though, yeah. before. But that—that that is the difference. But you know, I, from what I'm hearing, by the way, they're going to be moving stadium someday. They they bought all this land out in Arlington Heights. Um, Soldier Field apparently is the smallest uh, stadium, smallest capacity in the league. Um, and they, they spent all this money on upgrades on the stadium, but it's still smaller than everything else. So I wouldn't be surprised. That happens. I wonder moving away from the lake. Maybe that changes the weather issues. Maybe they play differently. I don't know.
2: Green Bay's um, had Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, even Don McHowsky, Lynn Dickey, Bart yeah, Starr. I know oh, is a quarterback team. And the Bears don't have quarterbacks, and it's like they're you know it's colder in Green Bay than Chicago, so it's not just the temperature. So no, maybe I'm thinking they union- wind
1: patterns. Though. Yeah, maybe no, like I know. the way it's pointed. You know, no, I know. So, you I know. There's
2: something about Chicago I think that makes it really hard to yeah. play quarterback there.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's just organizational malaise. They've had the same owner forever, uh, our same family of owners. George Halas' offspring was, were running the team. Uh, yeah. it, there's got to be some explanation. Uh, I, I just don't know what it is. Uh, quick other note here real quick. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you claim your free RotoWire subscription. One, visit rotowire.com thrive. Two, deposit a minimum of ten dollars and receive a hundred percent deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars. Three, plan your first paid contest and receive a free six-month RotoWire subscription.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
1: Thanks to Thrive and thanks to our Blue Wire sponsors on the Blue Wire Network, uh, Jeff and Chris here. Let's talk a little about the Cowboys and uh, the Patriots. This was a close game, but the Cowboys, I mean, they left so much on the field. There's the two red zone turnovers, you know, especially the goal line, you know, fourth and goal. Right, the fumble fumble over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that was they originally ruled a touchdown um, and then Dak threw the pick also in the red zone. You know, it was funny listening to uh, I, so I this is on the drive home. I'm listening to uh, the Patriots broadcast of it. They were slaughtering Mike McCarthy. They're like, Man, Mike, this is why people are killing you. Is there be like that? There's the there's the false start right by uh, before the end of the third quarter. Didn't even have to run a play, they could have just gone to the end of the quarter, right? Instead, they you know, they had yet another penalty. That was like their 12th penalty of the game. You know, there was some decision in the first half where they went for and didn't make it, where they screwed up before that, too. There's just a lot of screw-ups. Well, no, he also
2: tried he, he also tried a field goal on like fourth and one. For
1: um, 51 yards, yeah, 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 yeah. for
2: 51 yards with like three minutes left of the Patriots only had one timeout left. So it was like, it wasn't just, well, if you make this, um, you, you get a lead. Um, it was that if you make the first down, you might be able to get two more first downs and just kick a 20-yarder to win the game, and that's the end. Right. But instead, they missed the field goal. Uh, I think the next play or two plays later was the pick six. So he got bailed out. But then the Kendrick Bourne touchdown was a very weird uh, sequence of events. But um, but it was just terrible. Like, what are you doing, dude? Even if you make the field goal, um, you're not necessarily better. You're not improving your winning percentage here, uh, even if you make it and then they missed it. uh, But if you get a first down, you're vastly improving your winning percentage because now you can move the ball up further and you can really run the rest of the clock out. And then you know I don't it wasn't a big deal but he left like 20 seconds on the clock with the uh, game tying field goal in case the Patriots had any play to, to make on yep. the last thing he was just sloppy and um and he's he's not a good coach his his decisions are just he's just it, it's it's almost like he's not really aware it's kind of like you know when I host these podcasts I always forget to do the advertising read at 20 minutes and then I always um I used, at, at first I didn't know how to like uh Navigate some of the stuff like during the podcast, and I'm just not very good at being a host yet. I'm just not aware of all the things that you have to manage for being the host of these things with the different um buttons you have to push and stuff. Because you're a real it, man, yeah.
1: You just I'm a bother, real man. I don't, don't bother, bother with that kind with sort of I don't
2: things. bother with nonsense. But so was he. He's like I don't bother with clock management. I'm I'm too busy focusing on the play. I want to call it what's well, Kellen Clem's. Uh, uh, who know who is it? What's it? What's the name of the, the play caller? Kellen uh, Kellen the, Moore. Uh, Kellen Moore calling the plays and so i don't know what he's focused on but like it's almost as if like he's just not aware of the situations that you know in which he's making these decisions and he never has been really aware of that it's it's one thing to say um okay i mean to be like well i'm gonna do this against you know i'm gonna hit on I'm gonna stay on sixteen against the ten because I've got a card count in my head and I. This is the right thing to do. There's a ton of tens left, or whatever you know the reason is mm-hmm. in blackjack, um, and go on conventional. It's another thing to just stay on sixteen against the ten because you don't know the book. Like you just don't know the. You don't know what the the base rate even is. It kind of feels right. like he's like that. Maybe he knows, but it, it feels as though he's just not even aware of it. You can diverge. From the base rate, if you know what the hell's going on and there's a special circumstance that you're aware of, you have a, a real instinct about it. But I, it almost seems like he's just coaching blind, you know, with these decisions he's making.
1: Yeah. It's, it's every week there's something like that. You know, against the Eagles, it's not calling the timeout to try to get an you know, to, to try to get uh, one more possession. And then the other next week, it's calling a timeout to give the other team like, more right. time. it's just like, yeah. he does, it just does it backwards. Sometimes.
2: And he did it on the Packers. And, you know, he basically had the Seahawks dead to rights in the, in the NFC title game. And he gave that game away I can't even remember the details, but I remember thinking, Oh my God, I think I bet on the Packers too. So it cost me money. So I hate mm-hmm. this guy. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe he's a leader of men. Maybe they buy in. I mean, the team's certainly playing well. So he, he probably does something well. But uh, you know, Rogers started to sort of rot on the vine, you know, under his last four or five years there with him, and then two years into Lafleur's tenure, it's like Rogers is peak Rogers again. So, yeah, I think that's the limiting factor for the Cowboys. I think their defense and offense—they're going to get DeMarcus Lawrence back eventually. Um, Is a Super Bowl level team. It's a really good team.
1: Yeah, Randy Gregory was playing pretty well yesterday. He had, oh, dude. uh, sack fumble uh you know No, but he
2: also just absolutely pancaked mac jones he came in and it was it reminded me of like you know leonard marshall taking out joe montana or jim burt destroying montana the Mm -hmm. giants used to destroy joe montana when they when they would beat him they would just beat him and you know you can't do that anymore to quarterbacks you can't touch him but that was an old school 1980s uh body slam uh <laughs> it's uh he it was, was Stephen Gregory just took Randy. What's his name? Randy Gregory just took uh Mac Jones and just absolutely put full weight on him. I'm surprised they didn't call it.
1: Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it I, I'm I am too, especially when you saw other calls that were way lighter that they did call in other games, not necessarily that game, but uh well, there were just a lot of penalties in that game. I mean, the Pats had a touchdown turned over because on the play, you know, the play before the sack fumble. Uh, they scored, actually, and then that got turned over. Uh, just There's a lot of weird stuff going on. The, the sequence with Bourne, they, the pick six where Bourne, it wasn't a great throw, but Bourne actually didn't make a great effort trying to get it. It was a tip and you know, went right into Diggs' hands. Uh, and then the, 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 on the score, Diggs seems to peel off. The safeties come in. He kind of veers off. Look like they're trying to avoid each other and maybe not try to get – they hit on the defenseless receiver thing or something like that. At any rate, it was it was just a weird back to back set of plays there. Right after the the bad decision to kick,
2: yeah, it was. I I thought it reflected well on Mac Jones. Like he, you know, he did over. There was a bad throw to Bourne, and he, yeah, and uh, he just overthrew him. And it was got a pick six, and then the very next play he comes back and drops it in just right. And yeah. that took some poise, I think. It Seems yeah. like mentally, me I, I think Mac Jones mentally is pretty good, and he can make. He's accurate usually. Um, I just don't know if there's anything extra, like, you know, he yeah. he's like, he's definitely like going to be Teddy Bridgewater teams or something like he'll, that'll be, he'll be able to be that guy, but mm-hmm. is there a ceiling for him? Is there a Chad Pennington? Is there a, you know, Drew Brees is the ceiling of ceilings for a guy like that. But like, is there a high ceiling for him? I don't know, you know, but he, he's right. definitely like above the, above the floor.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, so anyways, a couple of things we'll be watching. Dak got hurt on the last that last play, hurt his uh, calf. So we'll watch to see that. But they're on bye this week, so you're gonna have a little extra time, anyhow. Uh, but uh, so probably will be okay. They play Minnesota in week eight. Minnesota I think also on bye, so they'll be playing each other. The Browns play on Thursday, and they have all these injuries. Chubb obviously sat out. Uh, Kareem Hunt left the calf injury. He actually got carted to the locker room. Um, I don't know if you're gonna really go crazy over Demetric Felton, J- Jarnes Johnson, but. Johnson's probably going to be the guy in the backfield. I think Felton's more of a pass catcher. We'll see how that plays out. Uh well, you know, th- those, those are the big ones that we'll be watching about. But, uh, you know, it's just there's those are there's going to be some other injuries that kind of emerge over the course of the week, too. You know, Tyree Kill was in and out of that game on Sunday against the football team. So it's another guy I want to watch news.
2: For. Kelsey was banged up for a bit with his wrist yeah. or something. Seems like he went back in. Kadarius Tony's got the ankle. That's the real superstar of this league now, Jeff. So real. yeah. It's, you're course. still you're still in yesterday's world with Tyree Kill. This is uh Canary's Tony's world now.
1: I'm analog still. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Man, you're playing checkers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so noted. Thanks. Thanks for the, the the gratuitous insult on the way out there. I appreciate <laughs> there you, we uh, go. Uh, yeah. Um, anything uh, looking forward to on East Coast offense for tomorrow?
2: I think I want to write about probability. Uh, I sort of touched on this, but how there's like the arbitrary endpoint idea where um, I could say like you know you got lucky. Uh, the you know the Cowboys got lucky to to cover against the Pats, right? They got lucky. The Pats mm-hmm. went to overtime. They were getting three and a half. That the Pats got the right. ball first. But you could say, well, look, Dallas had four hundred. They had so many yards. I mean, they outplayed them. You know, you were lucky to even go to overtime with those turnovers and whatever else. And then someone will say, well, I mean, just lucky the game even went that way. I mean, before the game, the the implied odds was exactly, you know, this, and the money went toward the Pats. It was at four, and it went down to three, almost three and a half, three. And so this whole idea of luck, it's really just like an argument over these kind of arbitrary endpoints. Like, where where does the luck start? And it's like saying, oh, you got lucky. You survived and survived right in. Why? My team was 80%. Your team was 80% per Vegas. Just because mine ended up being a close game was just unlucky that the game played that particular version of itself. Why? It could have gone a blowout way, as as many do. It could have gone the other way. I mean, you know, and just the idea of. Like, uh, I don't know, just kind of get to the point of like, what are we really saying when we say this is lucky or this is unlucky? And, and whether it's any, whether that even means anything, or we're just basically setting up arbitrary endpoints and right. using it to, to win an argument against somebody or to prove that we were right, essentially. Yeah.
1: All right, cool. Well, I look forward to it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to WinBet for our, your sponsorship. Uh, we will be back at you again next Monday. But coming up tomorrow, we got Joe and Jake, and we're off to go do our XM show. So thanks for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. Have a great day.